Good evening. Uh, Wednesday night. I got this one right. It is Wednesday night tonight. It is the 31st of March. Um, I got that right too. Eight o'clock. Uh, we're ready to go for episode 31 of So What's Been Happening. Let's bring up Glenn and see what's, what is happening. How are you, cuz? Good to see you, mate. G'day, Ez. How are you, mate? 31st I'm episode well. on the 31st of March. Yes, I got it right today. It wasn't Sunday after all. <laughs> Um, episode thirty-one, mate. Give us your uh, give us your famous number thirty-one. Oh, hard to go past Ronald Dalbarassi. I would have thought for number thirty-one. Absolutely, but then obviously you've stolen my thunder. So thirty-one <laughs> yes. for me. Let's. Uh, have you got another thirty-one out there? Um, did Calvin Templeton wear thirty-one at the doggies? Oh, you'd be testing my memory there, but I'll. I'll yeah. take your word on it. No one's to, no one's to prove us wrong at this point. No, but someone undoubtedly will at some stage. Um, can't think of other thirty ones yourself. Can you come up with any? No, Barras for me um, was there was only one thirty one to me. The great Ronald Dale, um, Mister Football in a lot of people's eyes, or Mrs. Football. I think he got termed a few times with uh, Mister Football being Ted Whitten. So we'll, he'll take a close second, I'm sure. Yeah, especially in. To follow in Teddy's illustrious footsteps, I think he actually signs his name with a little thirty-one on the um, when he does his moniker. Absolutely, he does. Um, I've got a jumper signed by him here, just behind me somewhere here. But uh, we'll sneak that behind on for another day. Or one of the bar stools. Yeah, just behind one of the bar stools behind <laughs> me. So let's uh, let's bring on Lovey for a quick g'day. How are you, Lovey? Good to see you, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Back in the trenches. No, oh, just like I. <laughs> I think I think Montmorency's got a virus and it's just travelled across to Inverness, but that's okay. Um, Glenn, you're an absolute as an Essen supporter. You're an absolute disgrace on that comment yeah, on that you, last ninety forget? seconds. Dustin I Fletcher. I just remembered one too. And how do you forget that <laughs> yes, one? Yes, that's very poor, mate. I, I, for once, you're right, Alan. I admit that. For once, there. For, for for one hundred and once, I am right. If that's a <laughs> number. There we go. What's been going on with you, Lovey? Uh, not much, mate. Just uh, trying to chat down some food in between, trying to get some internet connection, really. But uh, no, just back at work in the city and been enjoying it. And uh, yeah, uh, life going back to a bit of normality. Um, pretty annoyed today about that announcement with um, Blues Fest. But um, as soon as yeah, I didn't have tickets, as soon as I didn't have tickets, I'm. The light at the end of the tunnel is I'm just I'm definitely going to save along with you blokes. I think next year we get up there for it. You think that's a bit reactive? It's extremely. It's just more, more dickhead politicians just trying to, you know, make a move for themselves and get themselves in front of the spotlight. They've got one case, mate. How many, how many millions of people live in Queensland, New South Wales and Byron Bay? Yeah, it's you tough. Know? It's a tough call, no doubt. But, it's um... a disgrace. Yeah, just when everything was getting going again and hopefully this isn't the start of the big festival period that we all start getting nervous and and we start pulling restrictions in and everything else because we've had some great gigs recently and we're just about to thing, get things really opened up, especially in Victoria, um, and no one needs it more than than our musicians that we've got going at the moment. So we just a quick pump for the next show, um, show 32. We're going to have Polyman, which is an up-and-coming young artist, and he's uh, he's fantastic. I saw him a couple of weeks ago, so he'll be on the show this Wednesday night. But tonight, um, this has been one in the making for a little while. Um, I've been hassling Dan to try and get Dan on the show for a little while. Um, he's been out back touring again, um, which is awesome to hear, um, and I cannot wait to have Dan Brody on the show. So we'll get him on in a second. Um Anything else happening in the next couple of days just for you guys, just before I bring Dan on? Having a hit. On, on, on that note, with the perfect silence, there's the intro, mate. <laughs> let's uh, let's build it up a little bit more than that. So thanks thanks for helping me out there, boys. Um, yeah, no, good. All yeah. right, let's, let's bring on um, – this guy's an absolute jet and a superstar. Brought out a new album recently and – I'm going to leave a little bit of talking to him uh, as we go forward on this. But if you don't know the name Dan Brody, you will by the end of this show. Um, it's a it's a name you should know in Australian music. Um, and it's a name that's 
synonymous that Brody name um, with a couple of other people as well. So look forward to having a chat to Dan right now. Let's bring on Mr. Dan Brody. G'day, Dan. Welcome to the show, mate. G'day, guys. How are you? Welcome, Dan. Very good. Hey, mate. This is our little uh, video podcast um, that we call So What's Been Happening, mate? So so what has been happening, Mr. Dan Brody? It's great to have you part of this podcast. Um, yeah, I just got back from a tour of um, New South Wales, ironically enough, before they shut the borders. I don't know if the borders have been shut, but um, I did a tour with Ben Mastwick uh, and his millions, and um, Ben and I have been friends for a while, and he invited me on tour, and uh, um, I supported him, and um, we shared the same backing band, the millions, and, uh, and we had a fantastic time. Yeah, it sounds um, sounds awesome. Sadly, I didn't get to catch that one at uh, Brunswick Ballroom. I would have loved to have been to that gig. Um, I think that was early early in the part of the tour. But just tell us a little bit about the tour and where where did it head, mate? Where was that show? Where were those shows? Um, yeah, we started at Castlemaine and uh, Theatre Royale, and um, that was cool. And then we uh, did the big uh, show at the Brunswick Ballroom in Melbourne to a sold out audience. So that was really nice to play to a full house um and then we went to uh uh sydney and um uh dashville which is in the hunter valley which is a beautiful spot uh where they have a couple of festivals every year you probably know about and um and then we did tamworth and then back to sydney um so that was cool and and ben ben had a, a little um uh degustation show solo show <laughs> on the wednesday night too yeah right awesome. you want to know about that <laughs> yeah sounds good um i well, just want to play a little clip oh, of course yeah sorry yeah awesome i uh, look forward to it we'll talk about that one in a minute i just want to play a little clip from from that show if you don't mind and then we'll get into it yeah sweet yeah Yeah, how good is that? Uh, most importantly, um, Dan, the great part about that I saw in that is it's just a live free for all jam at the end there. Hopefully, that was towards the end as as a as an encore setup. And then the other part I love about that is getting to see a real crowd again. That must be a great experience you've been longing for for a long time. Yeah, it was it was great. It was uh, it, it 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 felt quite quite powerful. The connection you have with the audience and. Uh, uh, you know, I think a lot of musicians probably took it for granted a little bit um, before, before lockdown. Um, but it's it's a special connection, and the and the audience is is a, 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 just as much a part of um, the music as as the performers are. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That was at a really um, cool venue in called Ramblin' Rascal in in a basement. Yeah. Right. Great name. Great name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what what town's that in? Uh, Sydney. Okay, beautiful. Small, small town. There we go, boys. Uh, <laughs> people get into town, but we'll, uh, we'll we'll add that to the road trip list. We'll get up there one day oh, yeah, uh, yeah. soon. Look Dan, forward to it. through to Byron. Yeah. Yes. What did you miss most, Dan, about not being able to play? Uh, the free alcohol. <laughs> That's a very, good, very, good, very good honest answer. <laughs> um, no, the, I'm in the wrong industry. <laughs> uh, no, I mean playing live is a really—it's a great way 
it's, it's also a great way to develop your, your songs. Um, you know, re recording a song or an album is just the beginning of it, of the process, and then you find out what the actual song is all about through through performing it constantly and touring it uh, and, and, and changing it and taking it as far as it'll go. It's, it's part of the process. So it's, when you take that away, um, I think things from a bit more radic in, in your life. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the, I think the crowd's pretty honest too, isn't it? Like more often than not, you. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't relate to it too well, but like with sport, if you're doing the right thing, the crowd will appreciate it. The same with music, right? So you may think you're yeah. doing something great, but it's good to have the crowds <laughs> tell you otherwise. Yeah, it's true. That's that's a that's a really good good point. Um, I, I guess it must be like with comedians as well, trying out jokes. Um. You know, your family are always going to find you funny and hilarious, but you know, it, nothing's quite like uh, in front of an audience of strangers. Uh, to, yeah, look, it's a good level yeah. up. Yeah, look, we have um, we have Aaron about three times a day text the two of us with really horrible dad jokes. So we're pretty honest back with him on that sort of stuff. Putrid dad jokes. Same thing. Same thing. You know, if we like it, we'll give him a nice little tick. If not, he cops at both barrels. Like tomatoes yeah. on the stage. Like, yeah, yeah, it's the it's the cricket response, right? Just yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's how you, that's how you road test them. I'm glad I'm not the comedian. Cuz is our resident comedian, Dan. Just to oh, let you no. know, and uh, okay, he's got a little bit of stage. Got a bit of stage fright, right. though, mate. Stage fright's his issue. You, he, he... Um, can I tell you a joke, Cuz? Yeah, oh, by all means, Dan. By all means, <laughs> it's a it's a little joke. You ready? Um, what is ET short for? No, not he's sure. Because he's, he's got little legs. Now that's nice, Dan. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's we'll right up that there, one. Dan. And you're a lovely guest, but that's right up there with the shit that Aaron sent us on a daily basis. <laughs> I love it. It's perfect. Absolutely perfect. And on that note, we, we might move into uh, a bit of music because comedy is not our strength, let's face nah. it. Yeah, neither um, me, no. neither me. We might leave the comedy and the music to Dan, but let's start with his biggest strength, and that's music. So, Dan, what do you got for us first up? Um, I'll play a song called On The Outer, and uh, it's my latest single. I made a film clip for it, which you can see on YouTube, and uh, this one got a really good response uh, from the crowd, so I'll give it a shot. Perfect. I'm on the outer, a hyena. You're looking at me like I'm diseased. Nobody from nowhere. I'm on the outer, a pariah. You wanna hang me up from the tower, set me on fire, and leave my body there. I'm on the D list, I'm on the bottom. There's a short list, you ain't on it. Stand over there and wait a minute, son. I said it's B-R-O-D-I-E You must have forgot to include me First name Dan My middle name is John Oh uh, I didn't care. Uh, 
seen me when I was happening. I was on the top of everybody's to-do list. Now you're staring at me like I'm a creature from the Big Black Lagoon. Ooh, ooh, I'm on the outer. Uh, ooh. reaction there i loved it dan the, awesome. internet, the internet's a touch <clears throat> patchy mate so but we're just going to roll with it um yeah there's not much we can do so uh, that's okay um we've got uh one of our good good friends names jump jumping on and saying hello to to brody so it's great to a lot of people enjoying uh the opportunity we've got on a wednesday night mate um where would you normally be on a wednesday night recently um, probably rehearsing or yeah, um, yeah, doing things like that, getting ready for the tour. So, is there much uh, much downtime at the moment now that things are kind of firing up again? And the expectation is you try and kind of grab everything you can, really, because um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of musicians that are a little bit, a little bit scared of the fact that uh, this or you know things may this may be short lived for a little while as we go into a Melbourne kind of winter. So we just yeah, don't I mean, know, it takes, yeah, it takes a bit of uh, fortitude to power on in the face of having all your shows cancelled, your hotels and your flights. I mean, that's a ton of money. So um, thankfully, uh, you know, particularly Ben, Ben Mastwick, who, who helped pretty much put the tour together, um, uh, he, he had a lot of faith that it would work out. And, I mean, you know, we just kind of scraped in really. So, but yeah, it is, it is, it is hard because um, you know a lot, a lot of stuff doesn't get refunded. So I don't know. You're taking a risk. Yeah, you sure are. And I yeah. suppose the other real restriction is trying to maximise uh, those venues and the money at the venue because with such limited capacities and stuff as well, um, you know, indoor gigs are the safest ones, obviously. Um, but we're such we're you know in such restricted numbers, so it's it's really hard to. Uh, to kind of make ends meet on these tours. Yeah, it, it's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, but I, you know, it'll it'll think think things will improve. So uh, yeah, yeah, it will. Get, um, your, get your vaccination, mate. You'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I will. <laughs> but what was the um? What was the inspiration behind that signal? Signal? Oh, single? I should say. How's the speech going? Jesus. <laughs> Um, I was going to say I'm the one drinking, so I don't know what's yeah. going on. Um, uh, that was um, that was written when I was trying to get into a venue in Melbourne, and and they wouldn't let me in. Actually, I won't tell you what venue it was. <laughs> wow, you got all yeah. of that. They might be watching. Yeah, I got all so of just, that. Most people <laughs> just from being told you can't come into a place. It's awesome. <laughs> Next yeah, I'm a bit of a brooder. Next time, I'll get a beer somewhere. Most people would have Next just time. gone to another venue and had a beer somewhere yeah. else. You kept having a crack. Uh, I, I must have been in a shit mood that night. Ah, oh, well, we all have those. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, um, oh, I'm going to start writing my own songs from now on. Glenn, Aaron, look out. Never something annoys me. I'm just gonna write it down. Could be yeah, yeah. You'd have an extensive songbook, mate. Mate, if you're if you've got shit jokes, I'll have shit songs. That's all right. I'm happy with that. <laughs> um, but you know, when you yeah. when you write this stuff, often it's an impetus and I think it was just mm. a scrap of a song. So it was probably just it was probably just the chorus or something like that. And yep. 
then um and then all the work starts after that it's very rare for a song just to come out in full i mean it's great when that happens but it's very rare so then then you sit down and and uh and um fill in the gaps and um try and be as clever as you can it's really interesting because when i was hearing the song and hearing the words i'm thinking i wonder if he's talking about like his friendship group or his family or his whatever and you and then you just tell us no nah, it's a pub yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, such a deep and meaningful song. That's really intriguing. Always uh, with lyrics and stuff, and how how people interpret it. I'm sure you've had one of those experiences, Dan, where someone said to you and and thought what they thought the song was about, um, and and then they're just totally way off. But probably you've just had to roll with it and say, "Yeah, mate, that's mate. I'm glad that means so much to you. Fantastic." But you're just thinking, mate, that's nothing. They didn't get it at all. That's so not it. But yeah, uh, have you had any of those kind of experiences? Absolutely. But that's um, that's fine. That's all part of it, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the power of a power of a, of a particular song is that it relates to people, and uh, um, the, the the author's intentions really, at the end of the day, once the song's released, are, are relevant. You know. Um, yeah. So. Well, our friend Naomi's jumped on and just mentioned the first songs about Glenn being on the outer. So that's a little, uh, <laughs> a little, little jab from afar, mate. It's, uh, we all know what it's like to be on the outer. Um, one thing I always what like is, is being, being is in the outer, uh, being in the outer at the MCG, watching the footy, mate. That's ah. how I, uh, I see a point of being in the outer. Um, no, no better. But one thing, Dan, um, that song's your first, your first release from that album. Is that correct? No, it's the last release from that album. Yeah, I was going to say because it sits it, at kind of track eight on that on your, uh, on on your album list. And, uh, mate, there's so much gold on that album. Um, I was just going to ask you the question, if, if that was one of the first releases, why is it so low in the list, in the set list as such or the song list and, and whether that was kind of normal. Like we always kind of see um, when CDs come out that, you know, that kind of first release generally sits quite high up in that song list. But two two songs that I think are absolute killers on that album, um, uh, You Had Me at Hello, just, mate, yep. it's just brilliant. Um, and When We Turn to Dust, I think uh, to me that's got just a real Bowie feel about it. Um, not sure what other people have mentioned to you about those kind of songs, but just real journeyman kind of songs, mate. So, uh Fantastic effort on on not only the lyrics but just the way you you deliver it, mate. Fantastic. Oh, thanks. I mean, that's a really uh, good point that you made, Aaron. Um, you, uh, I mean, no matter how much sort of research you do, and I, when I say that, by playing it to close friends and family or whatever before you release it, um, you just you never know which songs are really going to uh, hit people, I suppose. Mm. And so when you do the track listing on the album. Um, you know, you've got to just do it exactly for yourself because uh, uh, there can be a song that can be the last song on the album that, um, you know, and I don't know if you know that the the, the, the theory about track listing, um, I think Paul Kelly spoke about it in his book. The second last track on the album is always the worst on the album. Right, right. Yeah. But um, so anyway, have a look at all the albums you got. Look at the second last track; it'll be the shit one. But um, yeah, I uh, will. I will. But you, so. you just don't, you just don't know. So um, I mean, I think, you know, I was on a major label for a while, and you'd, you'd always try and preempt that, and you put the probably the, the songs that you think are the most radio friendly up the top of the album. Um, but um, but then again, you just don't know. So I, I've released an album before. Um, Deep Deep Love, which is a few albums back, and there was a song right at the end called um, Tear Us Down, and that one just really gained in popularity once I started playing it live. Again, back to your uh, thing about playing live and the importance of that uh, really struck a chord with people. So I ended up making a film, film clip. Yeah, that's the one, making a film clip out of that one and that song, and I still play that song today. And the rest of the album, I mean, I still love the album, but the songs, other songs don't have the same impact. So... Yeah, right. You don't know. You don't know until it's out into the out in the ether. Well, have, just have on that got- particular album, um, I definitely think you've broken the code there because that track nine, Post Millennial Blues, I think is a great song. So 
Um, it, I think a lot of those songs could have been anywhere in that in that list, to be honest. So, uh, oh, thanks. I might be a little bit biased, mate, but I think it's uh, it's your best work so far this album. So, um, cheers. Thanks. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, while you're trying to be in the in the mix of putting this album out there. So, if anyone doesn't know, this is the latest album, um, and a couple of picks from that. Just tell us a little bit about that, the album cover and the and the feel for for this album. Uh, yeah, the album covers from a trip I took to Brazil and uh, I was uh, visiting little towns and taking lots of photos and uh, that, that particular photo really struck me. It's a funeral home and the hearse is a, uh, a Toyota um, and there's a phone box on the side and I guess it just sort of appealed to my, um, my, my kind of sense of humour in a way and I always thought it would make a great cover. Um, and... When I got back to Australia, I lost the digital camera. This is pre, uh, kind of pre-phones taking photos, I think. And so I lost the camera and um, that, I think I left it in the back of a taxi or something in Northcote and uh, that's enough about that story. And um, that, that particular picture survived. I think I may have sent it to my brother before I left Brazil. So yeah, right. um, I'm really glad that it survived and, um, yeah made it into an album so yeah. fantastic oh, sorry mate you might sorry dan you may have mentioned it earlier this, this particular how, how long for, literally from go to woe did this compilation take to put together i mean obviously uh, you have the b tracks and everything as well but how long you mean from the beginning of the writing to the release yeah pretty much yeah yeah okay um that's that's uh it's probably about um it's probably a solid year year mm. yeah okay. so it's probably it's probably you probably write the thing between three and six months and then you record it and then do all the artwork so you're looking at about a year from the big say the conception to the release so it's, it's quite quite a long quite a long time yeah yeah, yeah um, sometimes longer yeah, awesome. Yeah, that, uh, Ben's actually jumped on and posted a comment here that we've uh, we've got to ask you about uh, the French salami song, mate. So I'm sure there's a you've had a bit of a chuckle. So I'm sure there's a story to this one. Um, can you fill us in? What, what's the story here? It's just a, it's just a fun song. It's the first song on the album. It's called Un de Toi Sassisson. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it, I I spent a lot of time in 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 France touring and um, uh, it's, it's a fun uh, song about my love of, um, of um, cured, cured, cured small goods. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sure. You know, chorizo yeah. and stuff. Like that. Yeah. Hard to beat a bit of antipasto for sure. Oh yeah. No good for me, but geez, it tastes good. Yeah, that's right. Well, it helps. It helps with a beer. Um, that's for sure. All right, um, we might um, we might get into the next one, mate, if you don't mind. What else have you got for us in that repertoire? Um, for us? I'll play been here, been here before, if you like. Go for it, mate. Go for yep. it. Okay. Well, 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 I think I've been here before. Well, 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 yeah, I've been here before. A little smarter than I was before, but I've been here before. I was a singer in a rock and roll band I was a killer with a gun in my hand I was a big hearted loving man, it's true I had a car as big as LA Everywhere I went, people would stop and say they say, baby, can I take a ride with you? Well, 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 yeah, I've been here before. Well, 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 yeah, I've been here before. A little smarter than I was before, but I've been here before. I was a fighter with arms like steel, teeth made of gold, hands that kill, lightning fast like a poison pill. No one could touch me. 
I've been so high, I didn't think I'd return. They found me, I was unrecognizable. I was toothless, indecipherable. It's true. Well, 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 yeah, I've been it before. Well, 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 yeah, I've been it before. A little smarter than I was before, but I've been it before. Well, 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 yeah, I've been here before. Well, 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 yeah, I've been here before. A little smarter than I was before, but I've been here before. in New York City I used to laugh at the world beneath me people look funny when they're so tiny it's true I done damage to my body and mind I jumped from a window to see if I would fly I cut myself open to see if I bleed I headed for a ditch at full speed well, 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 yeah, I've been here before. Well, 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 yeah, I've been here before. A little smarter than I was before, but I've been here before. Well, 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 yeah, I've been here before. Same house, but a different door. Well, 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 I've been here before, I've been here before. I watch friends go up in flames, paranoid and half-crazed. I watched helplessly as they stood there screaming. But baby, I haven't seen you before. No, I have not seen you before. You and me look like we could be something more. Well, 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 yeah, I've been here before. Well, 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 yeah, I've been here before. Little smarter than I was before, but I've been here before. Well, 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 yeah, I've been here before. Same movie, but a different score. Well, 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 yeah, I've been here before, I've been here before. Great work, mate. Fantastic, Fantastic mate. That's awesome. I, I'm afraid to, yeah, think about the song words on that one because when you talk about being in addiction and everything, all I can think about was the last time I was at the Caulfield Races about six years ago and I was not very – I was pretty unwell. So I don't know where your ditch is. That's my ditch I was thinking about that song, but that's awesome. I, I love I, I, I love the melody on it, the tune. It's great. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that one, that one went, down, went down really well live, actually. So Yeah. Oh, you can sit back on a Sunday afternoon and just listen to it on repeat. Just have a nice yeah. beer or whatever in your hand and just chill out with it. So if that's the intent of it, yeah. it's, love it. Absolutely love yeah, it. Yeah, we played that one. That went went, went down, down well up in Tamworth. And um, mm. we, faced, we faced a few problems up there. Um, the locals? Um, <laughs> no, they're not, they weren't allowed to. They weren't, there was no dancing allowed. And um, Mitch, yeah. Mitch, the guitarist in the Millions, Kept talking about it, and Ben as well kept talking about it. And I thought they were, I thought they were talking about Footloose. And I kept, and they're like, Mitch is a little bit younger than me, and he kept looking at me, what the fuck's Footloose? And um, <laughs> you know, the, the no dancing policy. I thought maybe Tamworth kind of changed or something. It was a biblical thing, 
and they said, and then eventually I, you know, slowly worked it out because of COVID, they weren't allowed to dance. So, mm. and Ben was told if he encouraged people to dance and they'd shut the show down. So it was pretty, so we just encouraged them to dance in their, in their seats. So we got through it. At least you didn't get threatened with jail. I mean, whatever. I, um, <laughs> what, Kevin I, Bacon? I only got one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, they could be in jail for other things. Hey, I've, um, I've only got one other question, um, and it, it goes with, you know, everyone, you know, it's, it's fantastic. Musicians release their album. Um, you get some sales and all the rest, then you go on tour. And I, I don't mm. know that you want to go on tour with this album. Do you foresee any sort of international travel, even if it's New Zealand or Asia, anywhere with this album? Like, would you would you look to go overseas, given what's going on? Do you, do you still foresee that opportunity happening with this album? Uh, I mean, optimistically, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, mm. Probably not with this record. I mean, um, yeah. I'm about ready to write another one. So, uh, um, but if the opportunity came up, for sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hopefully soon. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's, it's nice to see our locals getting at least around the state and mostly interstate. But um, it should be great if we can have our artists get back overseas and show their show their best, put their best foot forward. Overseas, yeah. I think everyone loves Aussie musicians around the world, so it'd be great. Yeah, I think it's really, um, I think it's really important. Um, mm. um, I know Ben was talking about organising it before COVID uh, for his his band, the Millions, to go to Japan, um, something like that. So, yeah. Um, I guess that, yeah, it's all a bit up in the air. So I have to wait. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, Dan, just listen to the music. It is lovely, said, mate. Very easy. I don't want to use the word easy listening, but it's very easy to listen to. Listening to a couple of songs today, and I've, I've went on YouTube and listened to a couple of others. Who, who would you say is your main sort of inspiration for the music that you like and then try to play or interpret in your own sort of works? Um, uh, I mean, I... I... You know, I just I keep I kind of keep going back to the I keep going back to the kind of classic people that I love. I mean, I listen to music all the time and new stuff, but uh, I suppose you know the linchpins would be um, would be Bob Dylan and um, uh, and Neil Young and Warren Zevon. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's sort of bet- sort of between those three. I mean, I really love Lou Reed as well. So, I don't know mm. if that that probably doesn't come through with my music as much. I mean, I I can tell when I'm doing Lou Reed because it's that real. He was really good at kind of repeating a phrase, uh, and and cutting pairing things back. Whereas you know Bob Dylan's the complete opposite. He he tends to sort of uh, add as many phrases as he can, which is pretty evident on my new record. Uh, and Neil Young's ex- extremely heartfelt, and um, and Warren Zevon I love because he can do heartfelt, but he's also extremely acerbic and has some real barbed songs that just um, uh, he's not afraid to uh, you know to go go down that road. So somewhere between those four, um, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I also listen to a lot of um, a lot of female songwriters. I, I love Cat Power. I think she's great. She can she creates real vulnerable music. I think, and uh, and on the on the opposite extreme to that, I, I love uh, Björk as well. I love I love what she does. So yeah, yeah. just every all, everything really, and and lots of movies too. Oh, good. Yeah. Have you ever um, ever wanted to to write like a, a bit of a movie soundtrack or use one of your titles? Would that be a kind of hope and dream of yours to, to be able to do that? Have that opportunity? Yeah. Oh sure, yeah. I'll um I'll give you my phone number. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's, uh, look, there's no doubt there's plenty of uh, 
plenty of Hollywood classics uh, coming to, to, to get amongst uh, the great shores of Australia now. So hopefully um, we can get an opportunity with some Australian artists as well um, to feature some oh, of our yeah. music. Um, yeah. And just on that I mean, point, Trudy mentions it's uh, embrace our great Australian artists and uh, not so much screw the overseas rubbish, but um, definitely um, we've got great opportunities here to feature our local artists. And I suppose Blues Fest was really one of those to uh, – to really jam that festival full of, of local acts as well. Um, and sadly, yeah. uh, that's not going to happen now, but uh, on to the next one. Thanks, Thanks Trudy. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's a nice thing for her to say. It'd be good to have greater uh, Australian content played on radio. Um, that, would be, that would be a big help. Um, yeah, that's one thing I think that needs to be addressed. Um, yeah. I did Blues Fest... Uh, I did the Blues Fest a long time ago with the Broken Arrows, and um, yeah, it was it was really fun. So it's good. Definitely. I can't remember um, you've obviously had a mix of different people do um, between poster art and band art and things like that, and and CD art for you. So I just wanted to talk through a couple of those kind of album covers. Um, this is a local artist, if I'm not mistaken, Japanese artist. Is that correct? Uh, no, he's actually from he's from Sydney, and um, and I've never met him. Um, and he he did a tour poster for a show I did in Sydney about ten years ago, and uh, and subsequently went on to do um, mainly tour posters. Um, the, the gentleman that does all my local artwork is uh, is the lead singer of my brother's band, Dallas Crane, Dave Larkin, yeah, right. and uh, yep. he he um, he did my first EP um, way back in the day, and 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 has continued to sort of do that as well. But yeah, that that other artist is a a Sydney guy, and yeah, I don't know, I don't know who he is. He's a mystery to me. I just right. emailed him and he'd send me the artwork. So, I'll have but to I like, I like, reach out, reach out somewhere yeah, and find who that artist is because it's too good to uh, to go un, unknown. It's a great bit of art. Yeah. I love the side of um, the, the music, the artwork side, and the film clip side, and the, then uh, yeah, I, I love all that part of it. And it's to me um, uh, really important. Like and I know that went through a real phase. Um, probably, well, it was obviously huge when we had Rage and, and and those kind of shows growing up as as kids. But do you think it's um, as relevant now, or even more important that you, uh, if you're going to really put out a good track, it's got to be followed up with with something decent behind it, as far as uh, theatrically? Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's more important than ever, and yep. uh, there's, you know, the, the internet's provided. Um, uh, a great means of distribution for musicians and artists, um, but it also means that there is a hundred times more musicians and artists distributing. So it's mm. it's a noisy noisy marketplace, and uh, yeah, you have to put a bit of um, a bit of thinking and effort into how you're going to represent yourself um, to not get lost in the in the maelstrom. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, that's yeah. a very good point. Yeah, very important. Um, just one thing, mate, before you before we hit you up for one more song, um, just tell us a little bit about musically about your family and and growing up and when when did music kind of really grip you? Was it was it in the vein straight away? I know you're from a pretty talented musician family. Uh, yeah, it was quite young. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know about other kids, but it it seems to sort of be around that eight to ten year year old gap and um i uh i still hear songs right like today and i from that time and um and how how much they affected me and um i mean the artists that really affected me were um were prince and um and michael jackson and um um yeah those big 80s artists i suppose um 
what was it specifically? So yeah, can you can you kind of kind of put a bit of a handle on what 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 was it really with them? Was it just the diversity or their their um their color? I mean, they're they're both artists that were really yeah, extreme in what point. they did. You know? uh, I think the uh, the uh, the emotion of the songs. I mean, the stuff that I the stuff that I still like now is stuff that really kind of grabs my heart and, and moves it, a melody, just a simple melody. And I, yeah. I'll be driving in the car and I'll just be like, fuck, that's incredible. And, I, you know, you know, driving with one hand, shazamming with the other. You didn't hear that from me. But, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, but um, yeah, I think that because the songs that really touched me then are the same kind of songs that touch me now and they're, they're, they're quite... Um, uh, yeah, they're quite, they're quite, they're quite. They have that combination of um, of joy and melon, joy and melancholy. That yeah. uh, I think, I think personally, what makes a great song that people just, you know, they don't know whether to laugh or cry. They're sort of torn in the middle a bit, and that's still for me. And I guess what I'm trying to do with what I write is still what I'm trying to do. So, um, yeah, that's the answer to your question, I guess. Beautiful. And just before you play the next one, um, mate, favorite uh, favorite city or country to play in? You've you've toured plenty. Um, yeah. Have you got one? Uh, um, I like. Uh, I really liked playing um, in France, uh, and uh, um. Where else? Oh, I mean, I've had great shows everywhere. I had some great shows in Copenhagen, um, and uh, um, the Basque Country the, in Spain. Yeah, just for the music in Copenhagen, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of bicycles <laughs> over in Copenhagen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was fortunate enough to play at um, CBGB before it before it shut down and you know i was about i was in my early 20s and i just walked in there with my tape or whatever and just asked them for a show and you know completely fucking um asked it and then they they rang me that afternoon and asked me if i wanted to play there so um i guess they had an opening and that was you know that was a real thrill just due to the history of the place um so yeah i i, I enjoy i enjoy I enjoy playing anywhere, you know, I just, yeah, it's, you can have good and bad gigs regardless of the crowd size or what city you're in or, um, yep. you know, it, the worst thing you can ever do is second guess the audience or the venue or the place because you can just, yeah, it, it's all about the connection with the audience and, and, and also whether the audience are willing to kind of go there with you, that's important too. If they're not, then it's not going to work, so, yeah. Yep. Have you ever had one of those real surprise shows where, I don't know, maybe you thought, oh, I'm not really sure about this venue or I don't know how this crowd's going to go, and then it was just like, wow, that was that was really something special. Have you had one of those in, in the last few years? Um, I'm sure I have. I can't think of any off the top of my head, though. That's okay. Um, no problem. Yeah, I have, though. Yeah, you have them all the time. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you have to just uh, just go go with the music and go with the night, really. And and yeah. also, some audiences don't um, don't sort of express themselves or show their appreciation outwardly. Uh, and so that that has to sort of be factored into. You know, not everyone's there to sort of um, give you uh, loud applause and kiss your ass. You know, but they might be quietly really enjoying it. So. You've got to shut well, up and uh, play your music. That's all right. Speaking of someone that enjoyed it, Trudy's obviously a massive fan of yours, mate. Uh, <laughs> who and we'll we'll do everything we can to help push you out there, Dan. And I don't think you need much pushing, mate. To be honest, people know who you are, um, and I just think it's fantastic you're back out there again, playing live music. And um, obviously, last Sunday night's show, uh, she mentioned in particular, it was an absolute love. So um, we'll shoot this one over to you, mate, and and we'll let you play your next one. Yeah, sure. Mm. 
hand that shakes. You lean across and he touched her face. I don't know if I can be the person you want me to be. Why are you trying to tear us down? Watching as I'm being torn down. Why are you trying to tear us down? With a roving eye and a restless gait, I got a suitcase full of dreams that lie in wait. That you lost along the way Traded it for something else Why are you trying to tear us down? I'm watching as I'm being torn down Why are you trying to tear us down? Are you feeling scared? No luck goes on inside your head You don't talk about Is this the way you take control? Tear apart the hands of hell Held you for so long, baby Morning breaks and she arrives. I take it you've been out all night. With a crooked face and your distant eyes. Oh, baby, should I take it as a sign? That you're gone and torn us down. Up your mind all by yourself. Why'd you go and tear us down? Why you trying to tear us down? I'm watching as I'm being torn down. Why'd you go and tear us down? Thanks, Excellent. fellas. Really good. Thank you. Can I um? Can I play the show before we go? Yep. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I'm uh I'm playing uh with Ben Mastwick and his Millions. I'm playing piano uh with them uh on uh, April the 11th at Mount Macedon uh, Railway Pub, um, supporting Matt Walker and the Los Los Ragas. So um, Sunday week. We okay. Same week, yeah. We did the tour with um with Shane uh, Riley from um, the Lost Ragas on on pedal steel, and um, um, yeah, it was it was a really really fun time. So that'll be a good show. Awesome. So Aaron yeah. doesn't realise he's on mute. So you know, we'll work it out. He's just the host. Worried about everyone else's buttons and not mine. That's all right. All good. Can you post a detail on that? I want to we'll go do. to that bar that he's at. Yeah, that's right. Come oh, along, that's boys. A, that's the best way to get back. Put yourself on mute again, mate. One thing I was saying was um, 
Macedon Railway, a fantastic new venue. Um, hasn't yeah. been around too long in its current format, but uh, the sound's fantastic at that place. It's a really good venue. Cool. If so, you haven't played there. So, Dan, no, not yet. We, every guest we have on, mate, I ask them um, this same question. You're hosting a dinner party. You can invite five friends. Who are the five friends you're inviting, Dan? Ah, uh, shit. Uh, Is that one a horrible question. <laughs> <laughs> my brother, my brother Chris, is uh, he's always uh, he always for every ten words I say, he says he says half a word, and it's always really funny. He's got that great dry sense of humour. Um, yeah, uh, probably um. Uh, shit. Dave Larkin, he's pretty funny. Um, oh, well, I guess I'd have to invite Ben Mastwick because he's funny. Dude, this got to be clearly, funny, really. Clearly, no sad sacks at the table, that's for sure. <laughs> nah, nah, Good. got enough of that going around. Uh, no yeah. sad sacks allowed. Uh, yeah. who else? Um, uh, well, that's enough, isn't it? That's three. Dong's their quality, mate. You're your, your dinner party. Well, mate. I reckon you, you, cuz, I reckon you'd be pretty funny. You've got the dry sense of humour going on. Nice. You're welcome. Dan is a very good it's guest. Just, it's about time he's, he's a good on. He's just dry, Dan. He's just dry. dry. Um, he's got no sense of humour at all. He's just dry. Oh, really? What? A, yeah, what a, it's like watching a towel in the sun. It just what a it eventually guest. just. Dan is. Isn't it great to have a quality guest on who recognises quality? Oh, absolutely. Um, ben wants to know what's for dinner. What's for dinner? I know. There's two. There's two. Oh, I know. Actually, I just James Young from um, Melbourne. You know James Young? Absolutely. Yep. Well, we uh, yeah. we want to have a chat to James on the show. So that was a nice oh, little intro invited. to a shout out. You've got to <laughs> have James invited. on the party. And um and Mary Mihalakos to keep me on the straight and narrow. She uh she's an old friend and she uh she's running the Brunswick ballroom at the moment. Yep, seen her at many a gigs. Um, what a great. What do you think of the uh the rebrand and what they've done with the Brunswick ballroom? I think it's gonna be fantastic. Oh yeah, I think it's I think it's an exceptional venue and it's been done really well. And they, I mean, a, a big part of it is they um. They really look after the musicians that play there and um, uh, take care of you, whatever you need. You know, they know that if you're happy, then you'll play a better show. You'll put in that extra uh, effort, I guess. So, and it, it just looks incredible. And the sound on stage is great. It's just, it reminds me of the Continental Cafe where I used to play, uh, which was in Greville Street, which turned into a, um, like a, Kind of AFL football playing venue, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just well, I think it was called. Yeah, I think it was called the. Last show I saw there was uh, James Rain, so it was a great. Uh, it's a great yeah. place, Continental. It's yep. awesome. I think it became it's boutique. Things. Yeah, yep. and then uh, then it, well, we we that's won't comment on what it became after that or what that's it became. Now, yeah, correct. Um, sadly, yeah, it was another fun. venue lost to live music. Um, hopefully, there's not too many more that uh, that we don't see. And I think um, music's back with a bang. And hopefully, the government can get behind venues. Most importantly, because it's it's really sad that they haven't opened up venues. And James Young is definitely a pioneer in that space, pushing very hard for all of us um, to increase venue sizes uh it's a ridiculous capacity limit at the moment they were trying to operate on 30 odd percent versus everywhere else and unless you're an afl footballer um and you're allowed fifty thousand in a game it's just a ridiculous situation we're in what's your thoughts then well, yeah your, your comments at the beginning about the Byron bay blues fest i mean i sort of thought about that when you said it and i thought yeah like it's it seems a bit of an overreach because isn't isn't it's the football allowed how many? That, I mean, I don't know how many yeah. Byron Bay Blues Fest, but it's probably not even fifty thousand, is it? So three. If you look at the Facebook thing online, they had three point three thousand four hundred something 
confirmed going. They only yeah. had about 20-odd thousand interested. So maybe cut yeah. that in half. You get no more than probably 20,000 of the whole thing compared to a game of football where even at the Gabba up the hill, they're going to get 20-odd thousand of that. I mean, they'll probably shut that down now. Um, but I just find the whole thing, the whole thing's ludicrous. One, one person in the whole of Byron Bay, let's just shut down a festival. Why don't we? Yeah. It's just beggar's belief. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, it's a massive knee-jerk reaction, that's for sure. Um, hopefully they can put a stop to that kind of rubbish because it's it should need to be at a certain level or, or um, I mean, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. There's nothing else to really say say about it. But um, we might finish, finish off, Dan, with one more, if you don't mind, mate. Um, it's a classic encore special for you um yep. we'll put it back to you and and once again really thank you for your time mate coming on the three of us have really enjoyed it shout yeah. out to a good mate of ours berkey who was desperate to come on and, and sadly had to uh stay back at work and couldn't make it but he lo- absolutely loves you mate so i'm sure he'll watch this later and we may have to get you back on mate and we'll to do this again one day i'd love to it's been a real pleasure and um yeah thanks thanks for the questions you know it's you, you know, i can tell you've put a lot into it i appreciate that I do. I'll, I'll finish with a cover. Um, I made a covers record a few years ago, uh, and this is a cover of an Iggy Pop song called "The Passenger." So, yeah, awesome. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. Cool. Thanks a lot, Dan. Thanks, Dan. I'm a passenger Here I ride and I ride I ride through the city tonight I see the stars come out of the sky I see the bright and hollow sky You know it looks so good tonight I am a passenger I stay under glass I look through my window so bright I see the stars come out of the sky I see the bright and hollow sky You know it looks so good tonight La 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 Get into the car Be the passenger Ride through the city tonight See the stars come out of the sky See the bright and hollow sky You know it looks so good tonight I am a passenger I stay under glass I look through my window so bright I see the stars come out of the sky I see the bright and hollow sky You know it looks so good tonight La 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 I am a passenger 
Yeah, I ride and I ride. I am a passenger. Yeah, I ride and I ride. I am a passenger. Yeah, I ride and I ride. I am a passenger. Yeah, I ride and I ride. I ride and I ride. Fantastic, mate. Thanks again, Dan. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. Fantastic, mate. Love see you next time. And it's just a quick shout out to where you can where you can see Dan is uh, this gig Sunday, eleventh of April, Macedon. Let's see you there, guys. That's right. And the thirteenth at the old bar with with Ben Mastwick and his millions in his band. Now, now that will be a good spot. Fantastic. Look forward to seeing you at a gig, Dan. Thanks again. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Thank guys. You. See you later.